Welcome to the King's Temple Church Podcast. At our church, we believe in building lives through the Word of Faith. Let's lean into the Word today with Bishop Samuel Pada as he begins a new sermon series titled, Learn of Me. We hope and believe you will be blessed. Let's go to the book of Matthew, please. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. Matthew chapter 20, uh, verse 11. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you, what? Rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find, what? Rest unto, my, unto your souls. There are too many people in the world today, in the church today, that are burdened, stressed, sick, confused, battle-worn, and depressed, discouraged, and frustrated. While we claim Jesus to be our Lord, is that true? We're groping in the darkness to find some answers to the problems we face. We're wondering why things are not working. You're taking antidepressant pills. You're stressed out. And so, instead of looking to the wisdom of God, we look to the wisdom of the world and we say, nothing seems to work, not even pray, let me do some yoga. I know some of you are laughing, but am I telling you the truth? Why are you saying that? You're missing something. Jesus is inviting. He says, come unto me, he says. He is our solution provider. He is your healer. He is your provider, not your banker. He is the peace in the midst of your storm. He is the wisdom in the midst of confusion. And he is giving open invitation. Oh, I have I've come to Jesus. I've received Jesus as my Lord. Yeah, that's right. I agree you're born again, but you're frustrated. It's a dichotomy. It's an anomaly. What is the problem? It says, come unto me, all ye that labor. All ye that do what? He didn't say all that work. Labor is different from work. Labor is laborious, burdensome. Work is which causes your potential to be exposed. God is not against work. God wants you to work. Remember, he said you shall toil when after the curse. Labor is considered toil. In this context I'm talking about, okay? So to work is not wrong at all. In fact, if you don't work, you should not eat. I'm talking to those men that just do nothing but go to the bar and just depend on their wife's income. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. You're burdened. You're stressed. You're crushed under the, under the might and the weight of the problems you're carrying. You're sick in your body. You need money to pay for your children's school. You're back in your payments on the car. Your credit card is to the limit and you don't know what to do. You're heavy laden. As a result of that, you have high blood pressure. As a result of that, you have sugar problem. Things in your body are going out of alignment. When are you sick? We are sick when you're out of alignment. Is that true? And God is inviting every one of us. He says, come unto me. I have your answer. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. And then he says, take my yoke upon you and do what? Everybody say that, please. Learn of me. That's the title of my message. Learn of me. For I am meek and low in heart and then what you shall do you shall find when will you find rest when you learn of me what's he talking about knowledge everybody say knowledge knowledge 
is the key. Knowledge is light. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Learn of me. Pastor speaks for just over 40 minutes and you're watching, you're looking at your watch every two seconds. When is he going to finish? Not realizing that this knowledge is what will heal you of your high blood pressure. Not realizing that what you hear is what's going to help you to get overcome your financial difficulties and challenges because you're receiving it as a sermon, not as knowledge. Why do you go to school? Why do you go to college? I think 90% would say, because I want a job. That's the problem. People study to get a job. No, you don't study to get a job. You go to school to learn knowledge. Just because you get a certificate from the, a reputed university does not guarantee you will land that job because you could have obtained that certificate by any means. So you're re-examined to know how much knowledge you have that will help the problems that that corporation is facing. Can you be an asset to the corporation or to the government by solving the issues and the problems that they're facing? If you don't have that knowledge, your degree, your certificate carries no weight. So just by saying, I am a Christian and I carry this Bible does not mean anything. If you lack knowledge of this word, you will not provide a solution for yourself or for anybody else. So the Lord says, you need to learn. He didn't say, come and cry. Come unto me and cry. He didn't say, come to me and weep. He said, come and learn. How many know it takes time to learn? I wish it was like those download things you do on systems. You know, just press a button, everything is downloaded. It doesn't work like that. There needs to be some effort from your side. Let me tell you something. You and I were designed to walk in dominion. The Lord said in the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, Let them have dominion. How many of us can genuinely say, I'm walking in dominion? Now, I didn't say, are you a Christian? I said, are you walking in dominion over your circumstances? Are you walking in dominion over your health? Are you walking in dominion over your situations? Are you in command? If Jesus is our perfect model, examine his life. Was he ever under stress? Was he ever overpowered by anything? Was he ever dominated by anything? Was he ever confused in life? Was he ever in lack? Well, if he is our perfect example, and the Bible says, Father, as you have sent me to this world, send I them forth into this world. So what is the Lord expecting of us? He's expecting that you and I live life on this earth as Jesus lived. It's those people that will do greater works than these. We have to walk in dominion. God desires that we walk in dominion. But it is impossible to walk in dominion without knowledge. Let me give you an example. Today, if I were to bring a demon-possessed person here and say, cast the devil out, 99% of you will walk out of the door because you fear the devil inside that fellow. Even if you prayed, you would be far away and say, God, I cast that out, I cast that out. And you know he's not going to go. And you're expecting him to jump over you. That's the kind of dominion we walk in. I'm just highlighting something over here, okay? Please understand. Many of you fear demon-possessed people or to walk into so-called haunted houses. That's why even Christians, in inverted commas, that means they're not real Christians, follow Vastu. I got you. I said, I got you, man. Because they believe in evil powers that will influence your life in that, if you live in that house. Who has the power? Do you have the power or do the, does the devil have the power to influence you? How can you live in victory if you believe the lies of the devil? You think the devil is going to fear you just because you got a Bible in your hands? 
I have news for you. The devil reads the Bible more than you do. In fact, he has memorized the Bible more than many of us have. That's why he could quote scripture, not referring to a book when he spoke to Jesus. He memorized the scripture. Is that true? See, when you don't have knowledge, you live in fear. When you don't have knowledge, you can be dominated by your enemies. When we had a Bible school in uh, Gachibali a long time ago, in the early days, this was probably early 90s, and uh, we had people you know, who would come and teach in the Bible school. I was teaching as well. And we had a lot of practical training for our students. So every so often we had a crusade where we would take all our students to the crusade in different townships. And after the preaching of the word, the sick were prayed for and the, and the students were given the chance and the opportunity to practice what they had learned and what they had seen us do in the classroom. This happened in Nizamabad, by the way. And after the crusade, there was a lot of people were being healed. And this demented guy was there. And all the students gathered around and they were trying to cast the devil out. He said, devil, get out, get out. And nothing was happening. So one of the students said, please, devil, will you please go? Do you think the devil understands that language? Criminals understand criminal language only. If you want to learn the truth of criminal language, go to a police station. They only speak foul language, not because they like it, but the criminals only understand that language. Am I right? If you are polite to a criminal, you think he's going to respond to you? No. So, as bad as the officer may appear to be, he's forced to use the language because that's the only language that the criminal will respond to. But as I began to teach and learn from the scriptures, and I began to read books about my authority in Christ, who am I in the Lord Jesus? What has the Lord done for me? Who has the authority over demonic powers? You know, I became bold. And I, we would go into the villages and I would spend days in the village, days and nights there. I would sleep with them, cook there, live with them. And every night we would have meetings and there would be so many demon-possessed people coming in line. And we had no fear casting them out. In fact, when they came up, we would say, look into my eyes. You have to be that bold. And do you know something? Demented people, that means people filled with demons cannot look into your eyes if you're filled with the Holy Ghost. They will always avoid your eyes. They look up, they look down, they look all around, but they will not look into your eyes because the devil can see Jesus inside you. You may not be able to see, but the devil can see. We were able to cast out many devils. Was it because we were better than anybody? Because we were more powerful? No. The power came as a result of the knowledge. Hallelujah. The boldness came as a result of what? Knowledge. See, he said, learn of me. So we need to take time. Why? Learn from me, says the Lord. The word, see, oh, I'm not into full-time ministry. You think the devil says, okay, this guy's not in full-time ministry. I won't trouble him. No, he is looking for an opportunity, roaming around as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may there is no male or female to the devil. There is no literate or illiterate. There is no black and white. He is looking for anybody and everybody that he can devour. So I don't care whether you are a real estate magnet or a professor in a university or a business tycoon. Every one of us needs knowledge in the word because let me tell you, Everything that you see in the physical world is tied to something in the spiritual world. And if you don't know how to deal in the spiritual world, you cannot overcome in the natural world. So every one of us needs to do some proper training. Why? Because the Bible says, Jesus said, go make disciples. Disciples. 
So whether you're a housewife or whether you're retired, whatever you are, whoever you are, we all need to become disciples. So the scripture that we use to train ourselves is Mark chapter 16, verse 17 and 18. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils, and they shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. I tried all this, pastor, but it didn't work. That's why it didn't work. You tried it. You have to believe it. And we got to model it. And that's what we want to do. And the, the Lord said, Behold, I give unto your power to tread on serpents and scorpions and roll the power of the enemy and nothing but shall by any means hurt you. You know, equipped with this knowledge and understanding and reading books that gave me more understanding in this concept and truth, I was able to cast out devils without fear. Hallelujah. I'm reminded of a situation. I think it was Brother Shambach who was sharing once who said uh, they had to go and cast a devil out. And uh, they worked with this demon-possessed person for a long hours. He was ta talking back and forth. He would not go. And eventually, the light dawned. He said, devil, my elder brother vanquished you and crushed you under his feet. And the devil said, don't say that. Wait a minute. Until now he was binding and casting, nothing was happening. But a ray of light, knowledge came, and a revelation knowledge came. And he said, you devil, listen to this. My elder brother, the Lord Jesus, died on the cross, shed his blood, and he crushed you under his feet. So he said, don't say that. So you know what Dr. Shambach did? He said it again. He said, don't say it. He said it again. Eventually it left. What left him, it's not just the power it is the revelation knowledge that has the power. The word is the power of God. So when I reveal, when I speak it in that manner, with the knowing, with a deep sense of knowing in my heart, hallelujah to Jesus, what happens? The power is released because faith is released. Come unto me, says the Lord. Learn. Listen, church, I want you to please understand, do not come to church just because you have a need. You can come. Your needs will be met. But that should not just be the motivation and the reason why you come to church. The reason you come is to learn. He would sit them down. Watch this. You know, sometimes people get called of God. And they say, I'm called of God, so I'm going to go and preach. Hold it. Jesus called the 12 disciples. There is a difference between calling and sending. Don't go if you're not sent. A calling does not qualify sending. He called the 12 and for three and a half years, he pumped into them knowledge. Because they came from a different knowledge base. Their knowledge base was the Moses and the prophets. But now Jesus came introducing something new called the kingdom of God. So he said, listen, before I can send you, I need to retrain you. Many people think because they had an encounter with God, they spoke in tongues, and they began to move in the gifts, now they don't need any more training because they, say, they think they're qualified to minister. These are the people that have caused more harm to the church than any others. Because they've gone ahead and functioned in ignorance, in half knowledge, and have caused more pain in the body than good. For three and a half years, he said, he pumped knowledge. He rose again from the dead. For 40 days, he gave them intensive coaching. Then he said, wait, now I'm going to empower you. And then he was sent. You shall receive power 
After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And then you shall be my witnesses. You shall go. Glory be to God. So I'm trying to make you understand the need and the importance of learning the word of God. People who generally only pass their exams by reading guides are useless in life. People who pass their exams only reading guides are useless to solve problems in life. They may end up a job, but they never make a mark in life. But people who are educated, who study, who understand concepts, who understand the background, who get a good knowledge base of what this is, how it works, why it should work this way, what will happen if this happens, they have an overall understanding. Those are the people. Sometimes they may actually flunk in the exam, but they will excel in life. Am I right? Knowledge is the key. My people have gone into bondage because they lack knowledge. I'm just setting up my heart's desire and my longing is, to, is that God will create a hunger in your hearts to learn the word of God, to be filled with the knowledge of the word of God, the knowledge of the truth. The truth is what will set you free. The light will cause darkness to be dispelled. The word will give you the confidence to face situations. We all can quote scripture, but can we live the scripture? We all know Psalm 91. We all know Psalm 23. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear. Yes, I know it intellectually, but have you captured it? And it has, has it become a reality in your heart that while you're actually walking through that experience, you are not faltering and failing and questioning God's integrity and His power, but you trust Him to the degree like the prophet Jonah, you will say, I do not trust in lying vanities. From the midst of death, I will give thanksgiving unto you, Lord God. What is your walk with God like? Listen to me. It is time we increase our knowledge of the truth. Amen. Hallelujah. Thanks again for listening. We hope you were blessed and encouraged by the word today. You could subscribe to our podcast to keep up with the current sermon series. And for more messages like this one, visit us at store.kingstemple.in. Have a blessed day.